Do you feel like you are often the butt of the joke? Well, as the youngest child, it kind of kind of happens that you end up being the butt of the joke, no matter what you what like, no matter what the social situation is, um, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. Well, I agree. I totally agree because I'm the youngest as well, and I feel like I'm always the butt of the joke. But Molly is the oldest, and she's the butt of the joke also. No, but yeah, I'm the butt of the joke in my regular family, like in my immediate family, but also I feel in my extended family. I'm also the butt of the joke. So maybe the butt of the joke, sometimes it has an age designation, sometimes it doesn't. I feel for you, you've like kind of allowed yourself, like I feel like you like take on the persona of like being the butt of the joke and you're a good sport about it, but like I was so shitty about it for so long. Like I like recently have come into my role of being the butt of the joke and like I can take it, but I couldn't for a long time. Are you sure you can take it now or are you just saying that to make yourself kind of rationalize? (laughs) That's probably true. I talk a big game, but really, I mean, it hurts a little bit. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can always diminish the pain, but it'll never completely go away. And that's kind of a model I like to live my life by. I'm pretty sure that for my family, it's always the youngest, all right? So, you know, back when I was not born, a great time, by the way, um... The second person born in my family, which would be my brother, uh, he was always made fun of by my sister, because my sister was older. Then another brother of mine was born, and then he was the male. He was the one that was made fun of all the time. And then I was born. Uh, but then my actual, actually my, my, uh, my older brother was still the butt of the joke for a very long period of time. And then I grew up. I wasn't a baby anymore. And, uh, well, then I realized I was... The new butt of the family. <laughs> yeah, you're so the new speak. butt. Yeah, just you're the new butt of the family. Of the family. Every family, a family is like a like a like an organized structure, you know, with the parents at the head and the me at the butt, and <laughs> and that's that's kind of where I'm at. If the family unit is a train, you're definitely the caboose. <laughs> yeah, I bring up the rear. Someone's got to do it. Oh my gosh. 
Either of you guys want to start us off with maybe like a story that you're like specifically the butt of the joke about? I have a couple. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so when I was probably eight or nine, um, I had this obsession with going to the dollar store and I would ask my mom for $5 and I would go buy like just five things at the dollar store and I thought it was the most exciting thing. I love, it was my favorite hobby was going to the dollar store and buying five things. And this one summer, I bought a hair piece. So it had, it was a different shade of brown from my hair and it had blonde highlights. And I, <laughs> what you did with the hair piece was you tied it into your ponytail. So it had, it was like basically a ponytail holder but it had hair on it already. So then you tied it onto your own ponytail for extra hair, I guess. Kind of like an extension. Yeah, it's like a hair extension toddlers. for a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, I was probably eight or nine. Not a toddler. Um, and, and for two months straight, so July and August, I wore this hair piece every single day. Um, you will learn when you wear a dollar piece or dollar store hair piece for two months that they're not meant to be worn every day for two months and they're also not meant to be swam in. Probably not meant to be worn at all. <laughs> True. Anyways. Meant to be swam in? Yes. Uh, How did it dry? I don't think it did. Still dry to this day, like somewhere at home. Yep. So I would wear this hair piece every day for two months until I think my mom finally found it and threw it out because it was so disgusting. <laughs> um, and to this day, if my family's together, they will talk about the summer that I wore the hair piece. Like it was the hair piece summer, Molly's gross hair piece. <laughs> so that's something that I still get a lot. <laughs> I feel like the thing with my family is that like we all do embarrassing things, but I just like wasn't around when my sisters were doing embarrassing things because they're older so I can't make fun of them for it but they can like team up on me on all of my embarrassing things because they were both around for that and my parents like really egg them on like there's no like guys don't they're like yes bring it and remember this other time she did that thing so that's my family that's amazing do you have any stories I have a few um man I feel like I do have like a couple main stories that we always come back to, but I feel like with me also, it's like, no matter what I do, like anyone in my family could do something kind of embarrassing, but it's like a little bit funnier <laughs> if I do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but there's this one, one summer I went to um, a day camp and it was like, um, it was like an acting camp. So like at the end, which is also like, for anyone who knows me, like that really doesn't suit me, I feel, but um, <laughs> At the end of it, we put on a production of The Little Mermaid, and we were all split up into, like, three groups, and every group, like, had an act. And if you weren't acting in that act, you were, like, the dance crew mm -hmm. for, like, a different act. You're the Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess it's, like, a thing in place, but that's how oh, it is. Okay, yeah. Clearly, clearly that was not the right place for you. No, it, it really was not. I was um, cast as Prince Eric Act 2, mm -hmm. which sounds like it should be a leading role because he's a main <laughs> character, but um, it's like the part of Little Mermaid where he's washed up on the beach and is <laughs> un unconscious. So I was Prince Eric. All I had to do was lie flat on my back and like at the top of the stage. I had three lines after that where I'm like, the girl, she's... The what? Or like something like that, whatever. It was like, I thought it was a big deal because it was like a 
in the spotlight, but I had three lines, but I just had to lie there, but I couldn't get it together for long enough to like stay still while I was on stage. So I'm like, Prince Eric guy too, like lying there, like flat on my back, like arms crossed over my chest, but I'm like laughing and everyone in the audience could like tell that my body is like shaking. <laughs> and then like when I was part of the ensemble, I guess, and I was like doing the dance, everyone was like, turn one way and I would like turn the other way. I thought I was like totally rocking it, uh, but um, apparently That's not. definitely me, yeah. I was never good, in, even in plays, with uh, synchronizing with everybody else, so I'd always, everyone would like turn counterclockwise and I'd just be the one doing clockwise. It's hard, man. It's harder than you think. Is there a video of that? I hope not. <laughs> Very, I really hope there is. What a time. I wish I had more memorabilia of when I did embarrassing things. Because at the time, I would always like destroy the memorabilia. I, went, I got a really embarrassing picture of me taken once. And I just, I got the, the photo of me when I was like 15, and I buried it in the backyard because I didn't want anyone <laughs> seeing it. And now I wish I kept it, because it would have been nice to look back on. If you could dig it up one day, it's like a time capsule. I think I tried, and I couldn't find it. I'm pretty sure it blew away with the wind. <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> what was this photo? It was of me uh, playing hockey. Uh, but I had this really dumb expression on my face. I didn't know how to play hockey very well. My leg was raised. I had this crazy <laughs> set of hair, and uh, I just looked really bad in it. And I was kind of self-conscious at the time. I say at the time to disguise the fact that I still am. And uh, for yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't want uh, didn't want anyone seeing that, so I uh, got rid of it. But yeah, as far as butt of the joke stories go, um, I remember just a tame one. I went to Jamaica with my family every year. And um, I don't know if you've ever traveled to a tropical place from Canada, but basically you need to bring like a couple pairs of shoes. Because you're going to be walking from Canada, the airport in Canada, to Jamaica. Basically what I'm saying is I brought my boots to Jamaica. Um, like I put the boots on and then I got, I, I, like, we got off the plane in Jamaica, and I was still wearing my boots, because I just, it just seemed like such a seamless transition. You get on the plane, you're in Canada, it's cold and snowing. I didn't really think it through, that when I got to Jamaica, I would need running shoes. So, I was in Jamaica with no, with basically just a pair of boots, and... And my family was just mocking me relentlessly for it. Like, oh, look, it's the Eskimo in Jamaica. Um... We did eventually go shopping for some shoes, and I did buy some shoes. Um, but for a couple of days, I was walking around Jamaica in my boots, and it was not good for the boots. <laughs> or for your ego, it sounds like. <laughs> or for my ego, definitely. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I have another question I, before we continue with yeah. the story. How do you become the butt of the joke? I think it. You. I think. It's a perspective thing as well, you know? Like, if you are the butt of the joke in one situation, and then in a third situation, in a seventh situation, you're going to forget that other people are sometimes the butt of the joke as well. And you're going to draw the parallels of every time you were the butt of the joke until you feel like, you know, you're always the butt of the joke. When in reality, you're just the butt of the joke 90% of the time. And 10% of the time, it's your brother. Do you ever try to turn the butt around? Like you, like, and you like start off being the butt of the joke. Just like one idiot of the butt. You just, yeah, you flip that butt right around. Right around. Um, you like someone starts like making fun of you, and then you're like, wait, but remember that time that that other person did the thing, and then everyone just. It's a bad story. I <laughs> said <laughs> so when you were telling that story, I I imagine someone trying to turn the, the butt around. <laughs> 
But like they didn't have enough dirt on the other person, so just like hit them again. Uh, I feel like if I had enough charisma to turn around, um, like being the butt of the joke, I would. But I feel like I just never have enough uh, social chops to be able to pull it off successfully. Mm. I feel like I always try to turn the butt around, but then it falls flat, much like that story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for me, it's not so much turning the butt around. But I definitely remember being younger and complaining to my mom about how I felt like I was always the one that people were laughing at. <laughs> and then I started to embrace that and I became very self-deprecating. And now that's just who I am. I just embrace it. I've learned to embrace it. So it's not so much turning it around, but it's learning to love the butt. Being a butt doesn't have to be a bad thing. <laughs> Bring on the butts. Bring on the butts. <laughs> Embrace being a butt. Am I supposed to butts? butts. You gotta sit on something. Well, is this time for the uh, the intense story? All right. Story round two. Okay, so this story always comes up if I ever bring a friend to a family dinner. Uh, this is the story that my grandmother will tell. And this is my dad's. Um, mom, so my Mamie, and uh, so when I was little, she lived probably an hour and a half away from us, so we would go up and visit some weekends, and it was always really exciting, even though now thinking that it was only a short little drive away from our house, it felt like we were going on this massive vacation up west, um, the western end of Prince Edward Island, so it was super exciting, we would go up, and one thing that we did a lot of when I was younger was painting, um, and I didn't really paint too much at home, so that was something really fun for me and something new. So there's one story where my Mamie was upstairs and she and I were doing some painting. And I probably was, I would say, three at the time. Three, three and a half. Um, so we were painting together and I seemed to go downstairs to do something or I left the room. <laughs> and... Uh, so she just continued painting and working on the project we were doing. That was fine. And eventually I came back in the room and my hands were cupped in front of me. Like she knew there was something in my hands. She just didn't know what it was. And she was like, Molly, what do you have? And I just said to her, gross. <laughs> and she was like, okay. Um, can I see what's in your hands? And again, gloves just kept repeating. She didn't want to pry my hands open, I guess. Um, so, so, so finally, uh, finally, she gets me to open my hands. Um, so what I had carried into her room, I guess it kind of makes sense like we didn't go up a whole lot like it was a it was kind of like a special thing to go up and I guess I didn't know where the bathroom was in the house um so I uh had <laughs> taken a number two <laughs> and uh carried it into the room and was referring to it as just gross so to this day when people come to our it'll be like let's sit down for a turkey dinner Anyone want to hear about the time Molly carried the poop up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, 
Okay, you know what? Sure. Okay. So you carried it upstairs. But wait, why? What was going through your tiny head at the point? At that I have no recollection of this memory. I wish I did. That's a great question. As Natalie would say, great cue, no A. Yes, <laughs> make it catch on. I wish I knew. I think I was probably just nervous that I couldn't find a bathroom. Um, but then also, I don't know why I would bring, like, present it to my grandmother as, like, some kind of, like, gift. I'm, I'm really not I'm sure. I'm also surprised that you knew it was gross, or gross, <laughs> but you kept it in your hands. I know. I, it's a very questionable story. There are, like I said, lots of questions, very few answers. You realize someone that you know could just make up a story about you when you were young, and you would probably have <laughs> and to I'd be buy like, it. Like, maybe I didn't. Maybe, maybe my maybe just made it up to torture me. I think you did it. I think you did it. Too. <laughs> think I did it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it's good that your family has kind of let you back at the dinner table after that. That's... Yeah, it took a few years. Um, age three to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. During that time, I was trying to think of um, times when I was the butt of the joke. I remember. I think I, I think I put my pants on backwards until I was like twelve. <laughs> like I would always leave the house with just backwards pants on. Sometimes a backwards shirt, but the backwards shirt wouldn't be as egregious as the backwards pants. And um, my brother, I remember I was I, I heard him talk to my mom. I wasn't even in the room, so it was one of the mean spirited things that kind of stuck with me. Uh, he was talking to my mom about how I put my pants on backwards, and he's like. <laughs> You know, Mom, I think you need to go have a chat with Greg. Because he's putting his pants on backwards, and I'm a little concerned for him. I don't know what it means. Like, So there's some like subliminal message? Like, <laughs> there's like, some subtext that you're not telling them? I think they suspected me of something. Or they suspected me having something. I don't know. The, the lesson there was I learned how to put my pants on after hearing that. Um... I still sometimes put my shirt on backwards, but we don't let them know. When you started that story, I thought it was going to be like one time that you put your pants on backwards. I'm like, that's not that embarrassing. We've all been there. Yeah, I did it regularly. Um, (laughs) Did it on the reg. (laughs) On the reg. Just a backwards pants guy. I also remember, speaking of pants, I remember in grade five, I wore track pants that had buttons like all the way down the side. Oh Oh my god. Yeah, and someone stepped on the back of my pants. Oh. Oh. The whole pants off. Um, I was quick on the draw. I grabbed my waist, pulled it back up. I don't even know if anyone noticed. I, I didn't look behind me to see if the girl who stepped on my pants was in shock. But I, I like to believe that no one noticed, and I was quick on the draw, and I just saved the day there. Um, can't be sure. That is the best. Like, this is true confessions also a little bit right now. Multiple themes going on. Are you going? I have to request it at this point in time. Greg, you're going to enjoy this story. I've heard it multiple times and it's my favorite. The dress? The dress. It's so funny. This one's my family's favorite story, like by far. And we have lots of photo evidence, not of the particular incident, but of the the artifacts involved. (laughs) So I guess basically as a child, I wasn't... um, particularly feminine I'll say so like didn't uh love did not love wearing dresses at all but um so as I mentioned I have two older sisters so it was my eldest sister's 
bat mitzvah. So you've got to get dressed up for that. You're going to synagogue. It's like your whole extended family is going to be there. Um, I was going to be up on the bima. It's a whole thing. Um, so obviously I had to wear a dress. That's like fine. Got a dress. It was like this burgundy crushed velour. Looked rocking. I was like five with my bangs. Super cute. Um, that's fine. It's over. I think it was like the next summer or maybe like the summer after that. My cousin was getting married. So my mom was like, okay, try on your dress from Hillary's Bar Mitzvah and we'll just like see if it still fits you. So I like put up kind of a fight about that because I was like, oh, I don't want to wear a dress. I'm six-year-old Natalie and I <laughs> only wear basketball shorts and sweatbands. Um, so eventually I like go upstairs to try on the dress and my whole family is like hanging out in the living room or whatever. And I'm gone. For like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And finally, my sister came in to be like, what's up? Are you trying on the dress? Or, and I'm like lying on my bed in the dress. It like fits me <laughs> totally fine. But I like made this whole big scene. I was like, it doesn't fit. <laughs> it's ch choking me. <laughs> Obviously, I just thought that was hilarious. So she was like, come come downstairs. And like made me like parade downstairs in front of my family. And I'm like, it's, it's choking me. And like made this like whole show about the dress. And then it was my, like my middle sister's bat mitzvah a couple years later. My sisters are two years apart. So her bat mitzvah was two years later. And for her bat mitzvah, I got another burgundy crush velour dress. Like very similar. <laughs> Haunted by that dress. And no, you know what? Velvet's back. Don't don't go there. And we have like obviously like our like pictures from the Bummits Mothers are like everywhere in my house. Mm. So anytime anyone goes anywhere in my home, my parents are like, oh, there's a story about yeah. this dress. <laughs> like, let's you, should, you gotta take down all those pictures so no one ever remembers. Uh, gosh. My favorite part about that story is how your sister saw immediately the comedic potential that you, were, you had. <laughs> like, and was like, oh, here, come, I'll help you. But like, she actually just wanted everyone to laugh at you. <laughs> the butt from day one. That reminds me of, um, it's another story with my Mamie, so my grandmother on my dad's side. And uh, she was babysitting my brother and I. I was probably around the same age. I think it was just an embarrassing time in my life. Um, and she had put us to bed and she was just sitting in our living room downstairs. And our living room is kind of connected to the upstairs so you can walk, like there's a staircase. So at one point she's just sitting reading and then she hears footsteps coming down the stairs. And she knows that it's me because I wasn't a good sleeper when I was a kid. And she's like, okay, so she's waiting. And uh, then she sees me, I think, come down a little further and then I start going <coughs> she's like Molly is that you and I was like <coughs> Molly Gotham <laughs> she's like I think you're fine Molly like you're, you're okay you're okay and then I was like Molly It's okay. I know you're scared. It's fine. You're not coughing. You're not crying. And then, no, no, no. It gets better. Third level. Third level. I'm like pulling at all the stops. Molly, choke him. She's like, 
you're fine, Molly. Go back to bed. <laughs> and to this day, again, it's like the same as the gross. She will, it'll be a family dinner, and she's like, remember Molly choking Quiet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dramatic child. Can I ask the order in which, uh, Molly, you were, you had Molly, why did you, why did you talk to you about yourself in the third person is what I want to know. I couldn't tell you, but I didn't, I feel like I just went through this, I, I don't know, I was a pretty, I was a pretty dramatic child, like I definitely, there are a few other stories, if I could take like a day to think, I'm sure there would be like 15, very similar to that, but it was, yeah, Molly coughing, then Molly crying. <laughs> Then Molly choking. Like, I just wanted toast, I'm sure. Like, nothing has changed, except for I don't say that anymore. I just go get the toast. I like the escalation, so. though. Because, like, at first you're like, uh, I got something stuck in my throat. And then, uh, I'm so distressed. I was thinking in my throat. I'm weeping. And then, like, you're literally dying. It's killing you. <laughs> the best part is maybe it's like, um, just go to bed. Like, you're fine. And if you knew her, that's so her. Like, she's like, you're okay. It's fine. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy listening to our embarrassing stories. I'm sure you all have many of your own. I'm Natalie. I'm Molly. And I am Greg. <laughs> Ooh, kept us in suspense. Yeah, I just, I, I was, I was worried you might have, you might have forgot. It was kind of like an audience test, you know, if I said, and I, and then the audience was going to say, that's Greg. But if you forgot me, then that's fine. <laughs> You're just a butt anyways, aren't you? Yeah, I kind of have internalized the butt. Stories. <laughs> <laughs>